Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we have been discussing chapter 9, Rajavidya Rajaguya Yoga, Yoga of Royal Secret and Royal Knowledge. So far, the first six chapters focused on renouncing actions as the means to achieve knowledge, the knowledge about the self, who I am. That exercise will purify our mind and intellect and prepare them to receive the knowledge. So renunciation of actions was the one path we call Karma Yoga. In chapter 7, Bhagavan revealed that he exists in two states. One is manifest, another is unmanifest. But they both exist at the same time. Bhumi, Apa, Analaha, Vayu, Kam, Manabuddhi, Ahankaris. Perceptible world is my lower prakriti. But my higher prakriti is unmanifest. Both exist at the same time. And then in 8th chapter, we have seen the method of dharana and yoga. So we have seen the verse which said, Sarvadvarani samyamya manohrude nirudhyacha murdhniyadhayatmanaha pranam astitaha yoga dharana. Supreme concentration on who I am. Placing your pranas, your vital energy into your head, focusing everything at one point to realize who you are, the realization of the self, through dharana, from the path of yoga, Patanjali's Yoga Sutra, Astanga Yoga path. Now some of us may get frightened by that path, that this is nothing that I can participate in. This eightfold path is not my cup of tea. So Bhagavan said that I have another method for you, which is the supreme knowledge. There was the supreme concentration and then realizing it. Here is the supreme knowledge. Knowing which you will be revealed that supreme secret. The supreme secret is who I am. Who I am is the biggest mystery because anytime I try to define it, I come up with something other than my own self. I define myself as my, my profession, my relationships, my accomplishments, or my acquisitions, but I never define who I am. Because if I strip off everything that I have acquired and achieved, then nothing really left. I'm an architect, you take architecture away from me. I'm Neil Bhatt, you take my name away from me. Whatever, this is me, this body. If you take all that which is not me, then there is really nothing left for me to define who I am. So that's the royal secret. The Bhagavan said, but I will tell you a path which is much easier. It is su sukham krutam. It is easy to practice. If you are frightened by yoga dharana, then this is an easier path for you. So in the first three verses, Bhagavan just made that promise. That I will tell you the supreme secret about yourself. Having known that, you will know everything that needs to be known. 
as we discussed last time, that Sweta Ketu learned all the Vedas and all Vedangas and he was very proud. He went to his father and he was actually finding faults in his father. His father said, have you asked about the knowledge? Having known which, you hear which is not heard, you think which is not thought, you know which is not known. I never, my, probably my teachers didn't know about it. Therefore, they never taught me. Would you please teach me? And his father taught him. That became Chandogya Upanishad. So here Bhagavan says directly to us, I will give you that knowledge. Having known that, this greatest secret will be revealed to you. Idante guhyatamam pravakshami anasuyave Because you have faith in me, I'll tell you this secret. Gnanam vignana sahitam. Gnana is something which I acquire from outside. That's my knowledge. I didn't have architecture knowledge before. I acquire architecture knowledge. So gnana. Vignana is when I apply and experience myself. So they taught me how to design. When I started realizing I can design myself, that became Vignana. That became my own knowledge. Yajgnatva moksha se asubhad. Having known that, you will be freed from all the inauspicious. You know, everything that gives you sorrow in this life, you will be freed from that. Because you will not be associating yourself with that. Right now, my sorrows come from my attachment. Somebody else expecting should come to the class. It doesn't show up. It's a little disappointed. <clears throat> you didn't come. If I don't have the attachment, there is no sorrow. Whoever came, who did not come, did not come. So Bhagavan said, you will be Relief from all that is inauspicious. Raja Vidya Raja Goyam. This is the supreme knowledge. Revealing the supreme secret. Pavitram idam uttamam. This is the greatest purifier. Having known that you are not everything that you thought you are. Which was giving you unhappiness. Swami Dhiran used to say. As I, I have no problem. As Swami, I have all the problems. As long as I attach myself to my swamihood, all the problems start. People are not coming to the lectures. Biksa is not well organized. Chinna Mission is not collecting enough money. All that is after I associate with something. The Bhagavan said here, Pavitram, it burns all your actions, righteous, unrighteous, and otherwise, of thousands of your previous lives. As soon as you realize that you are not that. That's why it's pavitram. Pratyaksha avagamam. It's a direct knowledge. Pratyaksha, right in front of you. It's your direct knowledge. Dharmyam, about your own self. Su sukham kartum. You don't have to do a lot of heavy lifting. You just have to figure out who you are. I know who I am. It does not take much effort. I know I am here and you are there. There is no confusion ever in my mind. In the same way, how natural it is for me to know that this limited being is me, but once you will know who you are in your real self. Avyayam, once you know that, it's imperishable. That knowledge never goes away. It's not that I learned something and then it goes away. So I learned mathematics in my high school days, and architecture is not much mathematics. But actually, the people who are weak at mathematics, they come to architecture. So why in architecture? So I can do mathematics or physics or science. You know, so architecture is easy. Abhyayam, but this imperishable. So I forgot all that I learned about mathematics. And now I received the book from our friend Raju Chidambaram. There's all these equations in it. 
So I wrote in that I understood part of it, but none of the equations I could figure out what they are. So someday you give us a lecture. <laughs> because their knowledge was perishable. No, my knowledge of mathematics was perishable. So now Bhagavan said that I'll tell you who I am and who you are. And after that, there is no confusion. Maya tatam idam sarvam jagat avyakta murtina. This entire jagat that you perceive is pervaded by me. That's one simple statement. That there is nothing in this jagat where I am not there. Avyakta murtina in my unmanifest form. As we learned in chapter 7, two states of existence. Unmanifest and manifest. It's in a manifest form, it can be limited. You can see this cosmos and it has limited 13.7 billion years old and all of that. It's a very unmanifest form. I'm pervading the entire jagat. Matsthani sarvabhutani, all beings are in me. There is nothing which you can say outside of this universe. Our universe is finite, it's limit, but everything we know is in that universe. There is nothing outside this universe that we know of. Bhagavan said there is nothing outside me, period, whether this universe or any other universe. Matsthani sarvabhutani, all beings, they are within me, they are not outside of me. You are also within me, he is also within me, she is also within me. We are all within a one single entity called unmanifest self, Bhagavan. Nachaham tesu avastitaha, but I am not placed in them. The first contradiction, first confusion for us, all my life I learned that Bhagavan is within me. Right from the beginning, apne Bhagavan ko pehchano andar. Bhagavan clearly says, I am not there. I am not placed in them. They are in me, I am not in them. So here is the paradox about what we knew before and was confirmed by all religions. And here Bhagavan straightforwardly says, I am not placed in them. They are in me, but I am not in them. And then he says, Nacha Mathani Bhutani Pashyame Yoga Maishwaram. No new beings exist in me. He said, The beings are in me, I am not in them. Now he says, Even they are not in me. It's more confusing. Average person who has learnt religion from osmosis and from parents and pandits, he will be completely nastic by this time. The Bhagavan said, everybody in me, but I am not in them. Also, they are not in me. Bhuta brut nacha bhutastha mamatma bhuta bhavanaha. I create them and sustain them, but I am not dwelling in them. The Bhagavan is not in me, Bhagavan is not in you, Bhagavan is unmanifest, he is everywhere, but we are also not there. So how can we solve this conundrum? So remember we learnt in chapter 7 that there are two states of Bhagavan's existence. One is unmanifest, another is manifest. Both exist at the same time. When Bhagavan created this Jagat, the Brahman plus Maya is equal to Ishwara. When Ishwara created this Jagat, he was the efficient cause, he was the material cause. He didn't have any of the material. He knew how to create this Jagat. Just like to create pizza, you need a pizza maker who knows how to create pizza. Also, you need ingredients to make pizza. So, that's the material cause. To create this Jagat, Bhagwan needed efficient cause, which is himself, then material cause. So where did he get the material? 
So it may be something like that I'm an architect and I create buildings, I design buildings, but I buy materials from Home Depot or other material supplier. So that may be one way of creating. But then I say, well, if the material is supplied by somebody else, he's a greater God than one who knows how to create. Contractors make more money than architects, but we only know how to create. They know how to build. So then you can continue and say, who is the real source of the material? We have to come to the conclusion that the material cannot be anything but Bhagavan's own self. He was the material and he was the efficient cause. So he created material out of himself. So his self is the material and his self is the jagat and he is the creator. So there are three ways this transformation can take place. One is like milk and yogurt. Milk converted into yogurt. So the one style of transformation. The problem is that milk and yogurt do not exist at the same time. Milk was milk before, now it is yogurt. I can't take some milk out of the yogurt to make tea. So that's one type of transformation. We know from chapter 7 both exist at the same time. The Jagat and Bhagavan exist at the same time. So that method of transformation is not valid. The second method of transformation is ice and water. So we have ice, you melt it and it becomes water, you freeze it and it becomes ice. So that may be another time, Bhagwan is Bhagwan, then it becomes Jagat, and it goes back and becomes Bhagwan again. But in that case, all the two do not exist at the same time. When ice is there, water is not there, when water is there, ice is not there. But here the Bhagwan and Jagat remain in existence at the same time. So in that type of transformation is not valid. See, the only type of transformation possible is that of superimposition. That we see a snake when actually there is a rope. These are classical examples. We see a snake in a rope because of my ignorance. In my ignorance, I superimpose snake on the rope. So snake is very real because I see it, I'm afraid of it, and I want to run away from it. At the same time, rope is also existing. The one who knows it's a rope, for him the rope is existing. One who knows it's a snake, the snake is existing. Both exist at the same time. So this is the only way of transformation. The way the rope transformed into snake is the only way Bhagwan could have transformed himself into this Jagat. This Jagat is nothing but a superimposition on Bhagwan by my mind and intellect, which is nothing but a product of ignorance, maya. And therefore I see this world of plurality. Within reality, there is no world of plurality. Only Bhagavan exists, period. Now you can read this verse from that perspective. Maya tatam idam jagat abhyakta murjina In my unmanifest form. Right now, snake is real for me. Rope is unmanifest. But without that unmanifest rope, my snake is not possible. So that rope is pervading all throughout that snake in its unmanifest form. Bhagavan said, I exist in my unmanifest form, in my entire creation. Matthani Sarva Bhutani, all beings are in me. The snake is in the rope. Without the existence of rope, snake is not possible. You remove the rope, snake will go away. Therefore, he said, Mastani, 
सर्वभूत ऑल बींस एन इन मी बिकॉज दे सुपर इम्पोज ऑन मी नाचा हम तेसो अवस्थित बट आई एम नॉट इन दैम रोप इज नॉट इन द स्नेक रोप नेवर कन्वर्टेड इन टू स्नेक वेर फॉर रोप इज नॉट इन द स्नेक वेर फॉर भगवान आई नेवर ट्रांसफर माई सेल्फ इन टू द्लोरालिटी वेर फॉर आई एम नॉट इन दैम आई एम हू आई एम यू आर सींग मी एज द वर्ल्ड ऑफ प्लोरालिटी But in reality, there is only one self exists. Nacha masthani bhutani. Also, the beings are not in me. Rope can say the snake is not in me. There is no quality of a snake in a rope. It does not have any poison in it. It does not have the movement. It does not have any instinct to bite you. None of that we see in snake, which are afraid of, is not in that rope. None of the sorrows and unhappiness which we see in this world is not in Bhagwan at all. Bhagwan therefore say, "Nacha masthani bhutani." Those beings are not in me. Pasyame yogam aishwaram. See my divine Maya. This is a grand illusion that you are seeing it. When we go to see the magic show, we know it's an illusion, but still we are baffled by it. We try to figure out how does it work. Even they tell you ten times it's an illusion, you will not be able to figure out what it is. You are spellbound by that illusion. That's why Bhagwan says, "Pasyame yogam aishwaram, bhut bhut nacha bhutastha mamatma bhut bhavana." By my own self, I create these beings out of me and support them, but I am not in them. Rope says, "I am not in the snake." Rope is rope, but I create this snake out of rope. भगवान गिव्स अस एन एग्जांपल टू अंडरस्टैंड यथा आकाशस्थितो नित्यम वायु सर्वत्र गोमहान तथा सर्वाणि भूतानि मत्स्थानि इति उपधारयः जस्ट एस पावरफुल विंड मूव्स ऑल अराउंड इन द स्पेस ऑलवेज रिमेनिंग इन द स्पेस इट्स नॉट आउटसाइड द स्पेस द स्पेस इज सटलर देन एयर विंड समथिंग व्हिच इज ग्रोसर देन अदर एंटिटी इट कैन नॉट अफेक्ट The subtler entity, so the wind cannot affect space. So both says Brahmastraya Sattva Rajah Tamo Gunatmika Maya Asti. Supported by Brahman, this Maya is existing with Sattva Rajas and Tamas. Out of the Tatha Akasa Sambuta, first thing created out of this Maya is space. Akasa Dvayu, from that space Vayu is created. Vayu Ho Tejha, from the air. fire was created tejas apah from fire water was created and advayaha prithivi and from the water prithivi was created the subtlest was created first and the grossest comes last bhumi apah anala vayo subtler than space is mana buddhi and ahankar in that gradation ahankar is the subtlest that always there and it creates everything else out of that mana buddhi ahankar and then this five great elements and then we interact with the five sense objects sabda sparsa rupa rasa gandha and they are in reverse order space is only sabda bhumi is all five so bhagwan said just as the great wind is all over in that space which is subtler We, my unmanifest form is the subtlest of all. So all the ahankars, all the beings who consider themselves to be being, are within me. 
fundamental reality and it has never changed. Nothing emerged out of this reality, but a superimposition was made on the reality to create this world. So this world is only there as long as we perceive it. As my perception ends, the world disappears. So when I wake up, the world of dream is not available for me. It does not exist. So when I wake up from this dream also, Bhagavan says, by that Raja Vidya, that supreme knowledge, when this mystery is revealed, that there is no two states of existence for Bhagavan. He only exists as one, but I see him as manifest and unmanifest. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, Please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo